Well, hello, hello. Thanks for joining the Wise Enough podcast today. And thank you so much, Ron, for co-hosting the podcast with me. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Today's guest is a very special guest, not only because she has lots of insights to provide to us, especially on immigration during COVID, but also because she shares the same profession as me, which is product management. Momita Biswas has years of experience working in retail, food and beverages and hospitality and enterprise solutions domain. Momita holds CSPO certification, which is nothing but certified scrum product owner certification. She landed in Canada a Feb last year and then today she works as a product owner in Tech Resources, which is Canada's largest diversified mining company. She loves solving problems, right uh, Momita? And hopefully today <laughs> and hopefully today she solves some of our immigration problems by providing us meaningful insights. Welcome Momita. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you Ruju and thank you for that gracious introduction. Thank you Ron. Uh, the pleasure is all mine being here. Thank so you. let's get into the fun section before we get into the serious questions. Tell us something about yourself that our listeners wouldn't know. That I have been binge watching on Netflix for the last three nights and I have hardly gotten three hours of sleep. Then I am a trained Kathak dancer. Oh, wow. And people, yeah, and I'm planning to take Bollywood dances, uh, like sessions just for fun for my friends and office colleagues. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. Question two, what keeps you up at night? So I'm guessing it's Netflix binge watching. <laughs> which, show, which show is this? Oh, I can't tell that. People oh. are very trashy. <laughs> All right, let's keep that a secret. What is the first place you want to visit after things open up and COVID's, uh, you know, Done and oh, it's a long list so i have definitely the caribbean islands mm-hmm. then iceland and turkey so it depends on which one happens first depending on when international borders uh totally open okay yeah awesome awesome and you know the caribbean islands i've been to jamaica jamaica is open there are there are there are i don't think it's saint lucia there's another one that has opened up and they've actually pivoted now because of covid where uh even Maldives is open, for example. So all the islands have decided that they will take care of everything once you come in and they're advertising as a safe place against COVID. So come That's here a- and protect yourself against COVID. <laughs> so especially those remote workers from the US, a lot of them actually already gone to the Caribbean. So I think it charges you, I mean, you're costing about say $2,000 a month all in like food and accommodation. You get a villa with a swimming pool and all that. And um, the city takes care of you because, you know, tourism is their main bread and butter. And so they've like and kind of marketing themselves as, as that's a- great that's COVID. great and yeah but only thing is my husband is working like from office it's all fine by me i'll fly next day <laughs> but <laughs> my husband is working from office so we'll have to quarantine once we come back Definitely. eventually i mean eventually yeah. i mean we talk to some and talk to you hopefully we get into a role at some point in time where he also gets into remote and then and then it'll be awesome you guys can just holiday and work become digital nomads yeah. thinking pina colada exactly. <laughs> so momita um, have you have you learned a bollywood dance yet or are you planning to learn no so i keep on doing these dance routines i follow a lot of youtubers and uh, instagram dancers nice. and i keep on they do these routines they put up classes online classes I keep on taking them and I'm just planning to do it for fun for my friends and office colleagues because everybody is inside and it's just like a little cramped so Bollywood dance is always fun definitely definitely can you please invite me as well I love Bollywood dance sure if I'm the one I'll do with my friends I'll invite you thank you 
Great. I actually, I don't, I don't, I don't want to brag, but I have to. Uh, when I was in California, I I taught a bunch of uh, trainers. I'm part of a Jack Fan Canfield Training Academy. We are all like coaching and training. So I put on a hat, look, put on something like a kurta, and then I said, "Welcome to the Ron Johnson Bollywood Dance Academy." And was <laughs> like, "What?" I'm like, and then like, once we're done, you will be able to dance in any Indian wedding that's coming up in your calendar. And then everybody, they're all predominantly American, predominantly people from a non-Indian, non-South Indian background, and it was fun. It was so much fun. First of all, training my team to do those steps, and uh, <laughs> we did uh, dance Kala Chasma. That's the song we danced. We danced to. It was a lot of fun. Good memories. So let's now come into slightly more serious topic and something that we can all you know learn from. It's our, and what I like to call the turnaround story or the turnaround section. So what is the motivation to for you and for Samia to come to Canada? And um, can you share an experience where things didn't go according to plan? And uh, what did you learn from that moment? Definitely. So the motivation for coming into Canada was like back home. I have worked in a lot of different places throughout the region, throughout India, and always loved working in a multi-diverse cultural uh, setup. Now, since I've worked different region in India, the next step for me was to like try and go abroad and say, like see if how I fit in into this uh, culture. And then we started looking into you know how can we do it. Canada was one of the options that had great immigration policies, pretty easy. And you know once we started digging in the other benefits like the health benefit, education, your living standards, all of them just kept. adding on and created that for us to come to canada another major factor was i see a lot of indians in canadian organization who hold a very high post like head of hrs ceos people have opened their own entrepreneurship so that's also a motivating factor that you will get equal chance to grow in your careers when especially in a foreign land so yeah so that well, was why, our... why not australia yeah so we also had when i like when we started you know juggling canada or australia i think that's one of the main question all immigrants go through exactly the canadian process for us was a little easier like okay. we were much more eligible at the canadian way the canadian path australia would have taken us a little more time and we both were very pretty eager to start with the journey and why we when we know that we have to go to a new country and start we were pretty eager to start as early as possible and an experience where things didn't go according to plan uh, oh. quote unquote, yeah so we landed in uh, last year end of february and when we landed in two weeks covid was announced so that's that's place where we came up with big hope bright dreams but covid put a dampening effect on it quite fast the idea for us was to you know come and look for hunt for jobs get into money earning position as soon as possible but when we came in and the moment covid was announced a lot of job openings got freezed went on hold and new job openings you know stopped coming in so just to give you an example my first two weeks was non covid period and when i used to search for a business analyst position there were around 50 60 titles that I used to see in linkedin or in but the moment covid hit and going into april they dropped to around 2025 birthday mm-hmm. so that's almost 50% drop in the first month so that was dampening but what we learned was like we made our focus even more narrower in terms of just playing by our strength and then we kept on it for like persistently for a long time i did not lose hope because there was a lot of anxiety but we also you know explained ourselves that things were beyond our control in this mm-hmm. case so we just focused on hard work and being regular and persistent there okay and things yeah. have definitely become a lot better now 
right? Eventually, so. yeah, yeah, they they did. And the moment like COVID, I think the, after the first lockdown, the first initial lockdown was open. Things started moving much at a much better pace, especially in the job front. Yeah. How was the old uh, Dollarama experience? <laughs> the Dollarama experience for me was a little tougher in terms of that um, it was a lot of physical work, so I was not very used to it. Dollarama in uh, terms of you know going out, meeting new people was great, and it gave me a lot of you know opportunities to talk and behave in a cultural like in a canadian culture system and we met a lot of people and that that's where i my eyes opened that it's actually way larger multicultural than i expected it to be but it was a little taxing on the physical front and that's why and like since it was giving us the minimum wage it was okay for some time to just to put you know get in sustain our expenses but in the long term we always you come back and you always think like you know you've done masters when will you get out of survival job and get into your real world so that kept on constantly playing at back of our mind but it was uh, i think everybody should like do part time job if they have uh, and it's there's nothing wrong in it you will learn from it it, it did give us a lot of opportunity to interact with the lot of people so it was good but i it should not be the long term plan do it for the time being and eventually land up where your passion is exactly exactly yeah do it as much as you need and then get out of it kind of thing right now i i have lots of yeah. questions for you with regards Don't to get canada comfortable <laughs> no i have lots of questions with regards to canada immigration but just before i go into that i get a lot of questions around product ownership right because i am in that same field so i wanted to hear from you as well like there is a role called ba there is a role called PO there's a role called PM right business analysis product ownership product management you have a lot of experience from back home with regards to business analysis how does it differ like from india to canada each role yeah so let me just start with how do they differ from each other first so if i have to explain all the three i will draw three circles interconnected circles the first one being ba business analyst the middle one being product owner po and the last one with product manager being pm right and the po role in itself was introduced not very long back and it came through the agile set of it software product development framework right and there in that one of the framework is scrum so scrum defines product owner as a role now product owner can the responsibility can depend on which type of organization you are working for right a lot of product owner working in a service industry like an it service company will have their responsibilities overlapping with a business analyst or a senior business analyst when i say let's just say in terms of story mapping mm-hmm. in terms of requirement facilitation so these will be a responsibility which can fall into the group of ba/po right but in a product company a po's role will fall till towards the product management side Pro- will overlap with the product manager's roles and responsibility where you are strategically visioning what is the product should be what is the product road map so you will be thinking a lot around what and why are you building that product whereas in the bapo role you will be more involved with the how of thing like how to build it how is it affecting a particular feature so that's the difference between all the three india primarily being oriented service heavy it service company uh, like are many there in india a lot of the roles there which come up as a po have the tilt towards ba/po roles whereas when you come here because you're much nearer to your clients or you are in a product company 
like major of the product company itself you might be working with the role of a po collides with what a pm does yeah so that that's the difference in all the three roles and i think that's the difference between canada and india excellent thank you so much for sharing that now coming into actual immigration questions so i'll start with the easy one when you arrived did you attend any events or seminars that helped you you know get settled a little bit in the beginning if you have can you tell us a little bit about that and if you if you came across something that you liked something that you did not like and what did you learn from it yeah so whenever an immigrant comes into canada and within the first few weeks they should try to go to a ymca nearby their location wherever they are staying what they do is ymca takes you through a list of things that helps you assimilate into the canadian culture one of these fronts being employment they'll direct you to different institutions that can help you out with different they'll take different workshops to help you out with your body language with your dressing with your resume mock interviews they also have a lot of they also do a lot of job virtual job fairs which you can attend they also have job boards so there are quite a few like JVS Toronto Access I joined in CTET so whichever is near to the place you're staying choose that and they have a lot of these sessions which you can benefit from they also hold a networking event so they will call somebody for like I attended one where a member of RBC bank came in and they said that you know I was an immigrant this was my journey if you you know want any help how did I go about things so that was very insightful and I think everybody should uh, avail this opportunity and it's absolutely free and your new immigrant status is actually for the first three years that you come into Canada so you can always avail whenever in the first three years yeah wow. so definitely go for it thank you when I came in 2012 I did not even know that there is something like this existed like there was not much information around that you know hey there are resources around that could tell me hey you're going to Canada check this out check that out. I didn't exactly. know that yeah. so this is great information thank you no so coming to actual job search you mentioned that your job search was a little bit difficult especially during COVID time so how did you make it happen you, you landed a job was there any techniques and tricks that you applied with regards to maybe your resume or the way you are applying jobs like quality versus quantity like is there any anything that you can uh, provide insights on definitely so when I came in I think I applied to everywhere or any job title that not any like I was uh, trying to apply for business analyst senior business analyst product owner product manager everywhere like where, wherever I thought that I've done a bit of this work I would apply and that's what I did for the first month month and a half yeah and then what I saw was that I got a few callbacks when to the company that I applied in the early March when COVID was still just coming and the pandemic wasn't uh, declared. Both of them, the call that I got back was for the product owner role, even though I was applying for these varied marriage titles. So there I understood that maybe because I have a certification for CSPO, that's why, you know, it's being considered and I am getting a call back for product owner. So going forward, what I did was I focused my application more on product owner not that I was not applying for the business analyst or senior business analyst role I was but the percentage differed I was more focused on product owner now also going forward I found like you know through the different 
job descriptions that I went through, there was domain speciality needed in a lot of the job descriptions, which I did not have. I was working in more of a consulting setup where you go and find the problem, solve it, give an MVP or give a solution, implement it and come out of it. So we used to do projects with a lot of different industries. So I did not have one industry domain knowledge. So what I did was I further refined my search into, you know, finding in companies where there was firstly no domain required. They wanted a CSPO, like they have specified that it would be a good to have. Plus they were uh, into agile. They were working in an agile setup, which I had a lot of experience in. And they either were like uh, startups or were going through change process management because there a lot of fast moving things happen where the consulting way of thinking is helpful. That's what I've seen. So I started applying there. And uh, that's how I started getting a lot of callbacks once the COVID wave went down a bit and finally landed up with this job. Yeah. Wow, that's very inspiring. Congratulations for getting a CSPO, by the way. It's not it's not that easy to get that certificate. So congratulations. So on that note, Momita, how important it is for one to get a certification? Well, in the Canadian market, right, because they value a lot of specific skill set. You know, if I have to say they don't, they look for like a master of one, one specific skill rather than jack of all trades. And they respect and value your certificate notifications. So in a situation, right, where 100 of people are applying for the same job, a certification definitely puts you on top of that list. And also, not only it helps you refine your job search, get that job, but also helps you negotiate with your salary. Like if you are a CSPO, there are certain benchmarks Uh, in the Canadian market that they will have to pay you at least this much. So being a new immigrant, then you are not in a position like where you are paid less. Yeah. Or you can always go back and negotiate saying that this with the certification, this is the normal standard that I see in the market and I should be paid. And that that's why I think, you know, from all, all the three processes, you know, from your refinement to finding the job to negotiation, it definitely helped me and I think if you are in this profession get get that uh, certification it definitely helps excellent thank you yeah for sure so anybody who's listening make sure to get some sort of certification in your field that can help you lend the job faster thank you for that so uh, I think we're coming to an end Uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask is any final words of wisdom that you would like to give it to our listeners who are either planning to come uh, to Canada or who have just arrived into Canada and try to establish themselves definitely i would say firstly be persistent persistent and focus play on your strength identify them play on your strength don't get demotivated by things out of your control like covid you know market fluctuating you can't do it all you can do is you know put your focus on your strengths and go ahead with it and the last thing is there are a lot of tools which Canadian government provides in terms of financial assistance, in terms of employment assistance, do your research, avail these resources, and they go a long way helping you out in the new country. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Ron, do you have any questions for Momita? I mean, I I think you've given some really great takeaways for the listeners. I feel that especially the uh, emphasis on certification and how it leapfrogs you into the salary bracket that you deserve. A lot of new immigrants struggle with getting the right salary when they 
come into the country. So kudos to you yeah. for figuring that out, strategizing and using techniques needed to, you know, negotiate a better deal for you. I mm-hmm. think also the important key about persistence and in your case and both of you, you are an ideal example of because you've picked the worst year to land in and nobody knew that 2020 would be that difficult. It's difficult to move to a new country as is, but to move in, yeah. in 2020 is like a landmark year. Going back, you know, 10 years from now, when you look back at this this year, it's going to be a landmark year when things completely changed all around the world. And I so, know. you know, I, I respect and admire your courage and your ability to keep on uh, moving on and not giving up and taking your time out to share so that the people who are deciding come to Canada from India, all the other wives out there talking to their husbands, like, you know, let's go to Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I think that's all, you know, you can put your best foot forward and keep moving forward. And I hope this was helpful to any immigrant or anybody back in home planning to, you know, go this route. So the pleasure was all mine to coming here and share all of this. Thank you, Ron. And I just want to add to to what Ron said, right? Everything he said, I second that. And on top of that, your positivity, like I've talked to you before as well and I'm talking to you now I, I just love your positive the way you look at things right your perspective I think that makes a lot of difference when you have positive attitude and when you put your hard work with the positive attitude I think you can make things happen you didn't you just didn't give up you waited and you waited and you tweaked your way of applying for jobs it's like okay this is not working what should I do next let me don't focus on the domain let me focus on something else let me focus on my skills and so on you went for quality versus quantity and things like that right so that's that's amazing to know thank you for sharing your journey with us Momita do you have any questions for us before we go no I think you guys are doing a great job thank you for inviting me I hope I stay connected with both of you outside this zoom call absolutely Uh, yeah Uh, and thank you thank you for inviting me it was a pleasure thank you Momita and maybe after a year you know you and your husband Soumya most of you know right Soumya is Momita's husband the guy who just gave us an interview amazing interview again so I hope you guys both can come to our podcast next year we'll love to have you definitely yeah definitely (laughs) awesome all right thank Thank you guys nice meeting you bye thank you so much thanks rajut bye ron bye